Welcome to Dissect That Film's Spooktober favorites. Tonight, it's Trick or Treat. Remember, respect the holiday, and always remember to check your candy. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Dissect That Film, where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite films and film franchises. And we are back with more Spooktober favorites. It's our third year doing this, and it's one of my favorite times of the year. Because unlike the rest of the year, we talk about horror all year around. All year around. All year round. Words are hard. Around. Around. Remember, everyone. All years around, just like Sam's head. Uh, We talk about horror all year round, but October, or as we call it here at Dissect the Film, Spooktober, we each pick our favorites of the holiday or of the season each year, and we cover them, and then, uh, yeah, that's how kind of how it goes. You know, we've, over the years, we've covered some really fun movies killer clowns i'm trying to think of all the movies we've covered for spooked over for the last three years if you guys could think of them i i can't remember half of the ones that we've done we did child's play at one point when did we do um we did, uh, nightmare we did before nightmare christmas. before christmas no that was a christmas one we covered that oh, during christmas that was time. christmas i, I, did. For, covered I that forgot during christmas time. when did we do sleepy hollow we've done i think that one was just uh randomly we just, we just covered that one i think oh okay. yeah that yeah, wasn't a I just wanted specific, to cover it yeah yeah, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna... in in its defense, Nightmare Before Christmas is both. It is. Also, Thanksgiving it is. and an Easter movie, technically. Yeah. You can make a case. <laughs> All right, so for Spooktober, we've covered movies such as Day of the Dead, which was our very yes. first episode of Spooktober back in 2021. We covered Beetlejuice. Nobody watched it. It's a great episode and it's a great movie. So you need it to check. I'm, I'm going to name them all out because I want everybody to go and check all these Spooktober episodes out right now. Go do it. Fuck do this it. episode. Go wa- go listen or watch well, all those episodes yeah. first, then come back, come back. Yeah, and do it again. Say, just we, make sure you come back. So in our very first Don't year of doing it, we did Day of the Dead. We did Beetlejuice. We did The Strangers. We did The Ring from 2002. And we did Child's yeah. Play. And guess what, guys? I'm looking at the run times for every episode for our first year of Spooktober. An hour and 14 minutes, hour and six, hour and seven, hour and 12. We don't do episodes like that anymore. <laughs> we no. We're like, oh, yes, we're like three up ep- three hours, right? That's normal. That's a normal time frame, right? I mean, like why double not? that shit. We're like Hollywood in here. They like to hear mm. us talk. Our second year, we covered Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Phantoms. Yeah, baby. We did. I picked Sleepy Hollow last year. There so we go. did cover Sleepy Hollow in Spooktober. We did The House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. And Behind the Mask, The Rise yes. of Leslie Vernon, which those last two episodes were guest episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we, it was, we had a really unique twist <laughs> to the way that we did it last year. This year, I we picked- are... Killer clans from out of You did, you did. Angela, you always get the, you pretty much get the first pick every year. Well, actually, no, Dan got the first pick the very first year we did it. So, just bringing us back in time. Just bringing us back in time here. Yeah, Yeah. but so we are covering 2007, or if you want to say 2009, because that's technically when it was released, Trick or Treat. 
from Michael Doherty. We are finally, we have completed the Michael Doherty filmography of all of his, all the movies he's directed now. Because in our very, our, our third ever episode of the show, back before Dissect That Film was even a thought, we covered Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was his, which is his latest film. And then we covered his Christmas classic, Krampus, which was, I believe, two Christmases ago. So yep. we have dress up as Krampus. So pretty much we went we went in reverse order of the of his release releases. So sounds good. We are now at his first Which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> at his directorial debut trick or treat. Not trick or treat, not that nineteen uh, eighties uh, crazy uh metal horror movie from the eighties. No, this is trick or treat. And the reason why this movie is called Trick or Treat is because of that other movie. <laughs> Because originally, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, originally, which is going to be called trick or trick or treat. So, Angela, we're going to do things a little bit different because of the fact these are our Halloween favorites. The person who picked the movie is going to tell us why they picked it and why it is their favorite this year. So, Angela, tell under us under the bus. Under the bus. I've never seen bus? this movie. Oh. Under the bus. Oh. This is two years in a row that it is a movie that I have not watched, but I have wanted to watch. So. So Angela I, had that trick or treat shirt. She's had, she's worn that trick or treat shirt have, on many episodes. I have had this, and, and I it. have been meaning to watch this show, movie, whatever deceit. you call it. Deceit. It, it's not deceit. <laughs> it just gives me a reason to watch something that I've been mm. wanting to watch. Love it. So it just it just gives me a reason to use said movie. Yeah. I've used them as excuse, I've used it as an excuse to watch stuff before too. Oh yeah. I always thought that Sam was cute. He's just a little he is adorable. little thing. I mean, yeah, I know he's you Give know. the man what he wants. Yeah. Give the man what he wants. That's it. No, oh, you just gotta follow the goddamn rules. That too. <laughs> Which nobody knows how to do. Uh, damn it. Don't feed the birds. They feed the birds. Oh yeah. Don't feed the birds rice. Stop it. Stop people stop throwing rice at weddings. It just kills Please, the birds. Just <laughs> throw bird seed. You know, I've known that since I was a kid. Don't throw rice. Don't feed the ducks bread. It's also very harmful. Don't do that. Don't feed them bacon either. Why would you feed them bacon? Because they're dinosaurs. Well, fuck. <laughs> Bacon's probably better bread. for them than the other two things we just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't you don't feed them bread because it's empty calories mm. and it doesn't fill them up. I may be thinking of geese. Geese don't feed bacon. Geese don't because they hiss bacon. at you, and it's weird. They just attack you for no reason. No, they do. They're assholes. Like, like, but which is sweet. crazy because they're Canadian. Aren't they supposed to be nice? That's where all the evil goes. Is into it, the yes, they just seep into the it's eggs. A conduit. <laughs> we, that's it. That's where all the evil of Canada went to the <laughs> yes. birds. Yes, yep. they they just there you go. No, we had this hotel near us that used to let you feed geese and yeah i we went over there after i had hurt my foot so i'm on you know walking around with a cast and here they are trying to chase me and i can't run so <laughs> this one they just want to get they just want food and the worst i've ever had was when we were there is i sat on the park bench i didn't have food one came up to me pecked me on the knee and i was like what the hell do you want and it just stared at me and no. walked away. And no, I'm like, what the fuck this do you one for me. It did. It put its head down. And I'm like, damn it, it's gonna charge. And I'm yelling at him. I'm like, I can't run. Tackle it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Take that, you cocksucker. Who would have thought we were talking about Canadian geese in this episode? Who had that on their dissect that film bingo card? (laughs) We do need to make dissect that film bingo cards. I mean, literally, what the hell do we talk about each and every time? We always some random (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) They're just like probably hit at least a couple of them. And and if you win, send us a pic and we'll send you something. (laughs) Hell yeah. No cheating after the fact. Yeah. We can edit those timestamps. We're not fucking stupid. Yeah. But but yeah, like I, I've been wanting to watch this movie for a while, so it just gave me a reason. I'm like, why why pick something that I've seen that we've probably already talked about or we're gonna talk about not around Halloween? Yeah. So yeah. just gave me a reason to watch it. So Dan, was this your first experience with this movie? Uh no. I've never seen this movie before. I've never heard of this movie before until like recently. Okay. Um I didn't know that. Well, like in the last several years since we've been doing this, but I'm sure I've probably seen it and it's just like blended into the background with the eight other million, 800 million other horror movies that exist that most people don't talk about. I'm just saying, it's not one of the big ones. But yeah, this was not, uh, wasn't on the list, but it was a movie. All right. That's not a review. That's not an opinion. I'm being vague. I was say, Wait a minute. That's my line. Yeah, we're, we're just vague. yeah, we're just doing our our, our yeah. impressions. Yeah. But it, it, but I'm, I'm just stating a fact. It is a movie, though. It is. That's all. I can, that's, yeah. That's it. That's, that's what, what we talk. Like, that's what we talk about on this show. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, see, that's like that's all I. That's all you got. Yeah. It's not the merchandise that existed for it. Like, uh, yes. Yeah. And the guy directed, you know, King of the Monsters, which you're the only one that doesn't have. Yes. Let that man direct another Godzilla movie and Guillermo del Toro. Let him direct the fuck Godzilla movie. Uh, before he does another Ooh. Godzilla movie, I need him to do a sequel to this. Um, He's working. Isn't it in development right now? S- supposedly. I mean, with the strikes going on. Yeah. Who do- nothing we'll nothing, we'll is, being, nothing is being worked on. Um, no, this is not my first time. This is not my second time. It's not my third time. This is like my hundredth time seeing this movie. And that's about it. Clearly, you could probably figure out if you're watching... Uh, on YouTube, you could probably get uh, if I like this movie. I'm not going to say any more. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. It's a Halloween staple. That's about the uh, the extent of what I'm going to state until the end when I tell you how I really feel about this movie. But let's talk about Trick or Treat and all the craziness surrounding this movie. So... First, first things first, which is something I completely forgot to do last week. I forgot to share the box office stuff for The Conjuring 3, but you know what? That episode is over. Oh. No no one cares now. Sure so we're not even going to talk about that. Yeah. But we're going to talk about this. This movie was directed by Michael Doherty, and it was written by Michael Doherty. So this was an idea uh, back in 1996 when Michael was in film school. He was at NYU. He, uh, he made an animated short that introduced Sam the pumpkin or the sack headed character here that is prominent all over the merchandise and on the cover of this movie and everything. Yeah. He is the face of this. He is a Halloween icon. I would say now he is everywhere. You go into a spirit Halloween and there is so much Sam merchandise. It's insane. So he makes this short. It's called season's greetings, which was actually an idea to be the title of this movie, but it, they thought it was going to be confusing for Christmas because uh, yeah. that's usually when season's greeting is is said. So it got changed to trick or treat. And then eventually because of the eighties horror movie trick or treat, it turned into trick or treat. 
Yes. So pretty much the short is of Sam. He, he you don't that's not his name in the short. I just he's just it's the character. He's trick or treating way too late at night, and he gets caught up in an alleyway with some random guy who I guess has been kidnapping children around the neighborhood. And you get a tussle in the uh, alleyway, but you don't know who wins until Sam comes out of the alleyway with the sack full. Clearly killed the man, put him in the sack, and uh, went away. It's only, it's only like a three and a half minute short. It's on YouTube. And if you have the Scream Factory Blu-ray, which I have back here, which is fucking awesome. It's got all the beautiful special features. Uh, and it has a, re- an, a reversible cover. So on the inside, it's like the classic. Uh, it, it's not Godzilla, everybody. Uh, it's got the, the the classic Sam oh, uh, nice. on the cover. Um, I'm actually debating on switching it to that one because I really like that classic look. Fucking do it. But yeah, the short oh, is gosh. also on that Blu-ray. It's a really cool short. It's it's classic, uh, it, you know, hand-drawn cell animation, you know, three and a half minutes. It's worth your time. No no dialogue, no nothing. So after. It's spooky. I literally watched it right before we hit record because I, oh, uh, I wanted to refresh myself. So... Back, it was filmed back in 2006 and was slated to be released in 2007. And Michael Doherty also was the writer of Superman Returns back in 2006. Interesting. And because of the the performance of Superman Returns wasn't very good. And because of that, Brian Singer was is a producer on this movie. And because of the performance of Superman Returns, they kind of pushed back on this one. Like, I don't know if we really want to do two movies with your name attached to it in the same year. So they pushed it back and they were like, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll release it at some other time. It was going around the circuits and film festivals and everything. And they were trying to get a release date until I think it was in 2009 when it was fully released. So two over two years after it was supposed to come out, it finally was released, but it was only released to home video. So you you could only get it on Ooh. DVD. That sucks. And this was a twelve million dollar production, <clears throat> and got no return other than whatever they made for DVD sales up a, a DVD Blu-ray or whatever. And so yeah, so this movie was is it didn't get a theatrical release, I believe, until last year was the first time it was ever shown in theaters back during Halloween uh, of 2022. So it's crazy. Cause like you look at the production quality of this movie, you look at, you look back at like 2000, you're thinking like 2007, what was coming out around then? And you're just like, I don't know. No. Stock market, the housing market crash. That was, that was next year. Yeah. But it's, it's, at this time. It's just one of those things where you look at this movie and you're like, I, this movie looked way better than most films that probably came out in 2007. And it's just unfortunate that it took, what, 16, 15, 16 years for it to finally get put in theaters. And I was I was upset that I, I, I couldn't go see it in theaters. I would have loved to see this. This movie oh, is yeah. 82 minutes, which is just... Okay, I could... Oh, here's yeah. the thing, though. For, for me, I could have used another 20 minutes. I could have used some extra on something else give me some more because for one for anyone who doesn't know this is an anthology but it's an anthology that's not like your typical tales from the crypts or creep show where it's they're all kind of standalone stories 
where this is different stories all intertwined into one day. Like it's all one night. It all takes place on Halloween night and it's, you see different characters, but like either sprinkled in the background and then that later would turn into like the main characters of that story. And I like how the structure is in this movie where we, you know, with a lot of anthologies, you don't really see that. Like I said, they're just mostly standalone. Well, so yeah, not was, to mention, this doesn't even feel like it sometimes. It feels like it's just moving at a different time of the night. There's not like a clear next yeah, there's no, section. Yeah, there's no break. Yeah. But, you, but yeah. you're getting completely different stories, though. Like that, yeah. mm-hmm. some of them do link up, but there are yeah. ones that don't. They're just stories. Um, and I, th- I, I feel it's... Oh, no, I mean, you kind of get like, it's mostly yeah. like you have like two, because I think there's four total stories. You have the um, there's five there's five stories okay i'm trying to think so you have principal wilkins and his whole storyline you have the werewolves Mm -hmm. you have the ghost kids on the bus Mm -hmm. you have mr um krieg yep who am i missing i'm just going by imdb it says five our first victims okay so it says opening which is when we go through the plot, of course, we're going to talk about these scenes in depth. You know, this is a 15, 16 year old movie. So we're going to kind of jump all over the place when we're talking about the plot and talking about the different interlocking uh, pieces of it. So you have your opening scene, you have your principal Wilkins, all his stuff. You have the Halloween school bus massacre. You have the surprise party, which is the werewolf part of the movie. You have Sam, which is the Mr. Krieg. And then yep. you have the conclusion. That's what Wikipedia yep. has. So, oh, okay, I don't that know. makes sense. I don't know. That, that's yeah. It kind of. I'm trying to think of like what would be the fifth story. Well, see, but I guess maybe was... you could call the opening its own thing because that doesn't really connect to anything. This says the principal. Okay, the so werewolves. Said, oh, yeah, I had to read. I had yeah. to read that. I was like, wait a minute, what? Um, it was the principal, the werewolves, mm-hmm. the teenagers. Uh, that that do the bus, the whole thing with the bus. Yeah. Um. That's the opening, folks. Yeah. Oh, the the op- yeah the, the opening the, the and the man and stuff. Then this. Yeah. yeah then then the Krieg. Yeah. So yeah. So so this has Krieg and Sam separate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. since, I guess since Sam goes around. So, so Sam is like our crypt keeper kind of guy. He's involved in the stories, but he's also kind of just there. Like he, he is just really say anything. So, yeah. You, you, he so, kind of pick picks up the pieces of everything. Kind of. A, I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler. Sam is kind of a Halloween demon. He's kind of a, yeah. a protector of the holiday. If you want to say it depends on how you want to see it because he is a very violent person, a very violent entity, but he is kind of, he is kind of the Krampus of Halloween. If you think about it. And it's funny that Krampus is directed by Michael Doherty who kind of right. tweaked this thing. I, to be honest, just keep giving this dude hol- like holiday, like dude, movies, please. like Halloween horror. It's or ho- just holiday horror and per- like period. It's just amazing. <laughs> Um, so I guess let's just, I guess we could just j- jump right into the plot and as we go through the plot, we will 
kind of stop and break down kind of how things intersect and how things, you know, you see scenes from other, you know, sections before you actually see the entire thing or things kind of happen in reverse. It's a whole thing. You really, this is a movie that is only 82 minutes long. So it's an hour and 22 minutes, very short. This is a movie you definitely want to see more than once because you are going to pick up new things every time you watch it. Oh yeah. Cause there are I times you're like, Oh shit, I didn't even see that. Or, Oh, I didn't see that. Or, Oh, Hey, there's that guy. Like, cause you're just mm-hmm. not, you're mostly paying attention to those core, whatever character it's following at that moment. There's sometimes that Sam po- pops out. up and you're just like, I didn't even remember seeing him there. I pointed some thing. things out to him. He's like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I had said something about it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. I get like, I had to watch the whole thing to get it at the end, like what was actually happening. But I got it. And I'm like, okay. Before we do, though, let's hop through the cast real quick because it's got a pretty pretty decent-sized cast because there's a lot of yeah. characters in this. So starting off, we're going to talk about Quinn Lord, who at the time was, I believe, like eight eight or nine years old. He's the one who played uh, Sam. Because uh, they, when they, uh, when Doherty went into the movie, you know, usually for characters like this, you, yeah. would, you would hire a little person and because it was just the easiest way of doing it, you know, but he really wanted Sam to be walk and act like a child. So yeah. what what way are you going to be able to get that feeling is by then by actually putting a child in the costume. He wore the costume with the sack head. He wore also the the creepy pumpkin face mask. Like this kid was, uh, this kid did it all, and he did a fantastic job at portraying Sam on screen. He also shows up at a different scene, but we'll talk about it when we get to the scene itself. Not as Sam. We have Dylan Baker as principal. Stephen Wilkins. Dylan Baker. He, he just he is so good at playing a piece of shit. Isn't he? <laughs> He's so good. We have Anna Paquin, who played Lori. We have Brian Cox, who played Mr. Krieg. We have Gerald Patz, who played Young Krieg. We have Lauren Lee Smith as Danielle. We have Rochelle Ayates as Maria. We have Britt McPhillip as Macy. Jean-Luc Bilodeau. Why does that name sound familiar? I feel like we've covered a movie with this dude in it. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Just got to look real quick. This is the second film. Okay, never mind. I'm like, this name sounds familiar. I think it was the guy from The Nun had a, was named Jean-Luc too. He may have been. Piranha 3DD. Oh yeah, we haven't covered that one yet. Uh, He played Schrader. Give it time. (laughs) We have Sam Todd as Rhonda. Alberto Giz... Gizzy as Chip, Isabel Delucci as Sarah, Monica Delane as Janet, Leslie Bibb as Emma, uh, Tamo Peniquet as Henry, Brett Kelly as Charlie, Connor Levins as little Billy Wilkins. Dad! You help me cut the pop god! <laughs> help me with the eyes! You gotta help oh, me with up. the eyes! Shut I the like fuck that. up, kid! Dude, I like that scene though because he's like it's so good dad's like oh it's fantastic but yeah that's your core cast we have uh glenn mcpherson who is the cinematographer on this movie he has done such beautiful films such as romeo must die back in 2000 exit wounds these are so uh, that's a fantastic steven seagal movie probably the last good one he did and i want to talk about it because these are movies i have trashed for a very long time he was a cinematographer for one, two, 
three Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil movies, oh. Afterlife, Retribution, and the worst fucking one, the final chapter, which has some of the most nauseating shots I've ever seen in a film. Also, he was cinematographer for Monster Hunter. That was his last last film that he worked I on. I guess he just wants to go down with that guy, I guess. Jesus. His first film, I just want to mention, because this is a great title to a movie, his first film was in 1983 called A 20th Century Chocolate Cake. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that. The music was done by Douglas Pipes, and the music for this movie is amazing. It is perfect for this type of movie. It's mm-hmm. memorable. And we've talked about we talk about it every week when we talk about scores or even just, you know, with the Conjuring movies, there was songs. You know, there was songs of the time that just made it feel like it was taking place in that time. And not necessarily I mean, there are songs in this movie, but the score is what kind of hits you more. It's just perfect. Like there's just the the creepy piano work, the string work. It's all it's all fantastic. So I've got a question. Well, no, I'll wait till we start. I'll wait till we start. So he has done uh, music. He did Monster House, which was that really weird yep. 3D animated. I love it. It's a great movie. It's it was a fun the, movie. The uh, the animation or CG or whatever it, they consider that is kind of not has not aged very well, but it's still a very enjoyable movie to watch around this time of year. And that was the movie that Michael Doherty watched to call him up to bring him in to do the score for this movie. He would come back and work with Doherty again for Krampus in 2015. So nice. Nice. He's also worked on some sweet animated Barbie movies. So fuck. Yeah. Good on you, man. Why not? Gotta make a paycheck. So yeah, let's hit this plot because there is not a crazy amount to talk about, but there is a lot to talk about. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But before we do that, I'm going to open this beautiful uh, Saranac pumpkin ale and drink it out of this wonderful spirit Halloween trick or treat cup. Yes, I'm almost done with my. Uh, I wonder. I wonder how many times he's gonna be like, "Let's talk about this plot." But before we do that, it's gonna be sorry. I forgot to. I forgot to talk about <laughs> the okay. uh, the cast of the movie. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're just fine. Let's, let's pour this. Let's pour this beer and then. Uh, oh yeah, you hear that? Oh yes. Oh boy, it's giving it. Oh god, he's giving it so much head. So much head. Oh no, he's dripping. Okay. I can't believe you took, took all that head in his mouth. I did. I poured, <laughs> I poured it terribly. That was awful. It's all right. As long as it's tasty. That's all that matters. I'm ashamed of myself. It's okay. It's a concrete floor. Doesn't matter. Easy to clean. All right. Trick or treat. Golly. So this movie opens up to some awesome, like, 50s infomercial, like, telling yeah. you the rules of Halloween. And, uh, which, which? Speaking of. Oh, wait. Let's read the back of Angela's shirt. Actually, I won't be able I to read it. it. I can't. What's the same? I got it. Hold on. I got to turn the rest around. I can't see it. Squirt. No, just have, her stand, just have her stand up. Okay. It says, number one, wear a costume. Number two, pass out treats. Number three, never blow out a jack-o'-lantern. Number four, and always check your candy. And then there's like a really small number five. It says, never butt fuck a pig while wearing a hot dog costume. Oh. <laughs> that's wow. in the movie that's in the fucking movie you're not wrong <laughs> no nope. yes wrong. i love it yes one of the uh the most important rule which is on a lot of shirts it's on my shirt as well is always check always your check candy. candy that's mm. a, that's a, and that's a major staple for halloween period those rules yes. aren't just for this movie that is the rules 
for Halloween as a whole. Like when you go trick or treating, your parents always told you, make sure you check your candy before you eat it, because this movie is going to tell you why and show you why you should always check your candy. But it's the candy tax. So the infomercial uh, was a little bit different with the rules. Their rules were like, don't go to a it was like one of them was like don't go to strangers houses and i was like isn't that trick-or-treat like i'm very confused by this infomercial it doesn't make any sense but I'm pretty sure half the people in this neighborhood you never see <laughs> but this this time yeah and they're just like <clears throat> trick-or-treat yeah it's 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 odd so but it's really cool i like the whole 50s opening yeah it's Love uh it. it jumps down to modern day and we in the meet, modern day, well, modern for two thousand seven. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out when it takes place. I, I it had. I feel like it takes place in the two thousand six, whenever it was filmed. Well, see, that's what throws me off, though, because there's things that are said later in the movie that kind of like are weird, and I'll, I'll get to it when we get there. Okay. Well, but I mean, make, make me think. Like I said, it could be anything because I I, I have no idea when this movie takes place. That's fair. No, that's fair. I don't know either. It's so. like certain, like certain costumes and certain, um, like slang that's used. And I was like, yeah, the fact that okay. nobody talk, uses a cell phone never is brought up in this movie. Now, they they existed, obviously, not like we have smartphones now, right? But when they do that, they do a time jump back thirty years, and everything in the background is from the fifties. Yeah. So the movie has to, in my mind, either took place in the eighties or the nineties. I feel like the nineties. It makes more sense. Like yeah, it makes I, more I sense be, for what you see in the movie. It just it, yeah. it, it kind of feels like it could be the nineties. Yeah, I could. I, I'm probably totally wrong, but it just it doesn't feel like it takes place in the mid two thousands. But just the way it's shot, really, like how everybody dresses. Yeah, and also we don't see a lot of cars in this movie, so it's kind of like usually you can kind of get an idea when you see cars. You're just like, oh, I mean, I know people nowadays. You can see cars of all different eras driving around but like usually in a movie you, would point it out. you could see if you I see did. more than two cars that are of the same era you're like oh then that's probably when it takes place well that's what they did that's when they do the flashback thing i was like these cars are all from the 50s all the cars like, from the 50s not- that bus yes yeah yeah, yeah though they're co- anyway. the costumes because yeah we'll get to that so yeah. we meet emma and her husband can't remember his name because he's kind of useless they're coming back from a party and she hates halloween and I'm just yeah, like, fuck her, dude. Here's the, here's the thing. Yeah. Well, he was about to, but Why? fuck her, dude. <laughs> Why does she hate Halloween so much to the point that she overdoes the decorations in her yard? Was that all her husband? Him. I'm pretty sure it was all him because oh. she's taking, Why is she him taking him down. And she's scared of him. Oh. And it, Halloween ain't even over yet. Yeah, who gives a shit if your mom's coming tomorrow? She'll fucking get over it. But it's so funny because she's watching kids walk past and she's smiling like, yeah, like it's not a big deal. But here she is, like trying to take the sheets off, and she's like shaking. Like I'm assuming her mother was a prude. It's like I, she's a prude. That's yeah. probably why they okay. So. They have this whole conversation. The fact that you know it, you know the fact she doesn't like Halloween. They go, you know, she blows out the jack lantern in front of their house, and you you don't see him, but you hear whisper or you hear kind of breathing, and you hear there's like an obstruction. Somebody's wearing like a mask, a and, he, shot. and he gasps. He's like, because <gasps> he sees it happen, and he like runs across the street and looks at the pumpkin, and it's like, oh shit, that's not good. So they go up there, and she's talking about how she's going to take all the. Uh, 
the decorations down. I feel like he's and then of he's trying to make like the subtle nod to be like, hey, let's go get busy. And she's kind of well, like, eh. And he tells her not to, yeah, not to blow do it, it yeah. out. She's the rules. You're going to offend somebody. You're going to yeah. make somebody mad. She, she's like, I don't give a shit. This is dumb. Yeah. This holiday's stupid. And that also offends whoever that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get busy. And it gets to the point where he's she just is like, yeah, go watch that tape. And he's like, all right. I don't well, know if the tape is just nature. <laughs> nature's. <laughs> what, did I, what did it say? Oh, I had it written it said down. Nature oh, something. nature's special. Nature's special. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But see, they watch a VHS, though. So that's where I'm feeling it might be the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. 90s is a good, a good time frame. So he goes inside to watch his tape. So is it to get him ready or is that just to take place because she doesn't <laughs> want to do it? I think it's to get him ready because she's like, here, I'll be up there. You know, she's going to take the dagger. She'll go watch the tape and I'll be up in like 15 minutes or something. Right. He might. But it's like full blown, like titty porn. As much as this movie could be, have titty porn in it. So. so she starts taking down the decorations. She's getting spooked out by different things. She sees like a creepy kid standing across the street with the mask on just standing there and she's like constantly like every time she'd look he looks like he's staring at her until you get the the cut where a car pulls up and he takes the mask off and it's just not he's just waiting for his ride but then he had no idea who you what you were doing so then she takes off a she takes off a ghost and then the sheet kind of like lunges at her and she gets attacked and you don't see what's attacking her all you see is the lo- the bitten lollipop and he sl- and it slits her throat in front of a bunch of kids and the kids are like ah just run <laughs> yeah but it's all under the sheet the blue yeah, sheet so just goes bloody and they yeah, freak yeah. the fuck yeah, you out you don't you don't see I you don't mean, see anything happen so that's the 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 beauty of this movie i guess it depends on who you talk to i think it's really well done in this movie is the fact that all of the kills in this movie are done off screen and not to the point where you don't ever see them. It's just the way that they're portrayed are very, um, I don't know. They're just, I, I feel like they're well done. Like when Emma gets killed under the sheet. Yeah. You don't see her throat get slit. You just see the blood on the outside, yep. like, you know, spray on the inside. That's what the kids see. And so yep. it's, I don't know. I feel like it's just seeing it from a different view point of view. Like you're seeing it from a, like, you're one of the kids, but you're on the other side of the sheet. And you're like, shit, gotta go. So the husband wakes up after his tape is done because he just got the static on the TV and he finds he goes outside and he first goes up to like he's fucking around with all the the uh, decorations and he and he slaps a hand or an arm that's hanging from the the tree because he thinks it's a decoration, but it's wearing a wedding ring. And it's dripping with blood. To the point where he then turns around and he's like, oh, this is something I don't recognize. And he pulls the sheet off and it's her head on like the stake and it's yep. got the lollipop shoved in her mouth. Yep. Really she, well done. Yep. She high fives a hand too yep. as she's that's, taking yeah, the that's stuff right. down. Yeah, as she's like walking by. Yeah. Because it scares her because it comes back at her and she's just like Ducks out of the way. Oh, yeah. scary Halloween. <laughs> like, here you are playing around with the decorations. You know what they are? Children shouldn't play with dead things. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. And then we get the awesome comic book 
opening titles, which like is Creepshow. which is really cool. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Like the old um, E. Oh my god, was it EC Comics? Did the old uh, the horror comic books back in the fifties, and they yep. caused a whole bunch of shit that's, that caused the. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, I can usually think of this guy's name, that cocksucker that got on the soapbox and ruined the comic book industry for the first time. I'll think of it later. Keep going. Pretty much said cha- comics were ruining society. Ah. So, comics were ruining our kids. Comic- okay, so his idea was... was the same guy are- who came out later and was like, video games are the worst. Different guy. Uh, this is... Um, same premise, though. So back in the 50s, when comics were at their peak, this dude literally came out and said... He went to psychiatric wars and things with troubled kids and uh, juvenile halls and stuff like that, whatever, and noticed that all the kids that were reading comic books, ergo, comics are ruining our society. This whole big thing, and instead of comics, the comics industry being like, you know, fuck you, whatever, they decided to self-regulate in the face of pressure from the government stuff and neutered the piss out of comic books. Uh, and his uh, name's there, and I just can't think of the dude. But it was, um, his book was, um, I can't think, it's not there. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you guys later, it'll come up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I usually know this. So after the credits are done, we are now at the big party, the the big, uh, what are these called, block parties. And we are in <laughs> uh, Warren Valley, Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Yeah. I can't find it. Or in Valley, Ohio. So we meet. Ohio. We're at like a Halloween store. Like a costume shop it is crazy as hell. People are buying costumes last second. And we meet these four women. They're all getting dressed. Of course, you get like the way that they shoot it. You know, you don't see anything. But uh, they're all dressing up like fairy tale characters or I guess Disney princesses now, whatever you want to view, however you want to view them other than one. And a little boy is peeking in. He's trying to get a, uh, a little peep. And guess who that <laughs> is? That is the, the actor who plays Sam. Nice. Nice. Yep. I figured. Yep. Getting some of that titty peep. Little, yeah, that, little was, kid. that was Quinn Lord, which I didn't know that until I watched after I watched it last night for this episode, I watched special features and they mentioned that. I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. So they're getting ready for the party and you meet Lori played by Anna Paquin. She is very nervous because they're trying to find dates because she's what you like at this point in time, you think she's a virgin. Like she's, she's, she's scared, but she, you know, she's nervous for her first time, but you know what the hell her first time is. She's needs to be, don't say it special. Yes. It needs to be special. And which is funny, the what she dresses up as. I just yes. don't work. At least, yes. at least, unlike the other girls, she didn't have her tits hanging out. She oh, um, well, for now. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> she. Yeah, it's funny because her just give and... her the next year. Yeah, when she plays what's her face <laughs> in a um, True oh, Blood. True Blood. Just, just give her time. It happens. So yes, yeah, she. You know, they're getting all ready for. This party. She's Little Red Riding Hood. Her sister is uh, uh, Cinderella, and she's the one who's like, she doesn't care. She goes up to the cashiers, like asking them to go to this party out in the woods. He's like, "Yep." 
And I want a piece of that meat. And she, he's like, all right. Then you have these two other girls. I can't remember their names, but they go out. Then they're, yeah, you just, you're kind of just seeing them prepare for the party. And then I guess this other party that's happening later on in the night. Oh, I remember those books while you're cycling through your notes here. It was, it was Dr. Frederick Wortham. And the book was called Seduction of the Innocent. It was wow. in the mid, it was the mid, it was mid early fifties. That's the fucker that ruined it. But I was getting mixed up with Dr. Um, William Malton Morstead. He was the guy that created, created Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yep. yep. Weird fellow there. Yes. Very much. <laughs> I've seen a biography on that guy. It's yeah. very, yeah. Interesting. So we then see this young boy dragging his candy bag down the street and it's just all it just Nasty grosses fuck, me out because it's all brown on the bottom. You're like, what is this kid doing? And he's going down the street, knocking down pump, you know, breaking pumpkins. And, you know, he goes up to this house and it says, you know, we're not home right now. Just take one. And of course, he's going to take a handful, but he gets caught. Yeah, he does. By Dylan Baker, a.k.a. Principal Wilkins. And I love it where he's just like. You know, that's going to ruin. What does he say? Like, that's going to ruin your appetite. Um, but thank you, your diabetes. Because he sense that's about his diabetes, too. I think that was a little think, later, but I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. opening with that. Like, I thought that's going to ruin your says, diabetes there, little boy. Yeah, he says something and then he references his diabetes in this whole his whole spiel. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I it's just, just a nice is that just a nice way of just saying like, mind your waistline, tubby? Like it's just like a nice pretty, pretty much, yeah. So I'm trying they, to read my shirt upside down and I'm reading it. <laughs> you good? No. Okay. It's something about cake. I love cake. And it says so many ways to take a life, and I thought it said so many ways to cake a life, and I'm like, what the hell? So many is ways that? to eat a cake. A, <laughs> I want that on a bumper sticker. So many ways to cake a life. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Wait a I didn't. I have not seen that part of my shirt before. Sorry, I'm like. Uh, I love when thing. Charlie's about to leave or trying to leave, and he's like, "Sit down, Charlie," and he's like, "Okay." You ain't got nowhere to go, son. We then go back to the girls, and they're pretty much trying to get Lori all. You know, they're trying to get her all loose and you know ready to go. And they're like, "Yeah, hey, we're gonna go over and ask these guys to come to the party." They go to like some random news crew, they like camera guys, and it's like, "Hey, you want to go to a party in the middle of the woods?" And they're like, "Sure." Cool. Let's go. I'm down. I just love the reaction. They're just looking at each other like, she fucking serious right now? Yeah, he's like, this is pretty big equipment got there. And he's like, thanks. Thanks. I think I know what you're talking about. All right, listen, I am not. Somebody's going to come in here because we're going to be like making all these offhanded comments about these ladies going meat hunting, right? At the meat market. Literally. We'll get to it. But listen. I'm not judging these people that for ladies that do this because dudes do the same fucking thing. It's no danger. And it's okay. It's not. It's 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 the no, same I'm shit. Not. I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just the same You're, shit. Let's say let's say something here. It's a fucking movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, I you know the way that these women are portrayed on film, of course, it goes in a direction that you don't expect, but also it's like you got to look at the time when this movie was made. I'm not saying it's okay. Like, you know, we don't Predators do, gotta hunt, dude. We do, we make jokes on this on this on this podcast. It doesn't matter who it's about. We're gonna make jokes about it to yep. whoever's expense. And if you're offended by it, 
sorry, but it's not exactly. going to stop. <laughs> I'm just getting in front of it. Just so you know, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Fish can swim. I feel like 126 yep. episodes into this thing, people should understand how the show goes. Remember what comes out of our mouth. Penis is the f- barrel. The city's the town's the fish. Fish in a barrel. Okay. All right. There we go. Come on, dude. It's a Tommy boy. Towns the fish, people the barrel. I, I, as <laughs> I said to somebody who was like, somebody said a quote to me one day. He's like, "Oh man, you should know how. You should know where this I is know. from because just, it, because they know I do a podcast about movies, and they're like, oh, you should know what this is from.' And I'm like, you want to know something? I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Quote: I am awful at quotes. I am okay. terrible at quotes. I could see a movie 50 times, and you could say a quote from that movie, and I'd be like. I don't know, man. Sorry. I get it, dude. It worked the other day, and I was like, the few that do know that I podcast are gone to other stores. And I'm like, I have no idea what you just said. And they're like, you don't know this movie? And I'm like, well, no, I don't. I'm not making I just make a big deal out of it. It's just for theatrics. I don't really give a shit if you know or not. Because some people say, like, quotes from movies I should know. And I'm like, sorry, dude, I just don't remember yeah, right now. Sorry. Those lines aren't connected at the moment. So. so we then hop back to Mr. Wilkins' house where he's having a conversation with Charlie about, you know, don't be a piece of shit, kid. And uh, the rules of Halloween, you get a lot of, you know, he's terrified. Like, he's scaring the shit out of this kid. He's like carving a pumpkin really aggressively. He's like, got the knife out. But it's not even that that's going to get Charlie, you know, that's going to take him out. It's going to be a poisoned candy bar because he eats this candy bar and he just vomits uncontrollably. A fountain, a fountain of chocolate comes out of this boy. The he best. Said, what the hell did this kid eat? I all said he it. had just vomited up all of last week's food. So that <laughs> the guttural noise he makes from vomiting was like fucking crazy. And I have a hard time listening to people throw up. Yeah, she won't even hold my hair back. <laughs> Listen, I have caught kids throw up in my hands, and that's enough to almost do me in. To hear people throw up, I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> The crazy thing is that this kid loves to be covered in chocolate because he was in Bad Santa. I don't know if you've ever seen yep. Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. So he was the kid who was like with Billy Bob Thornton the entire time and he was always covered in some sort of fucking something. It's just disgusting. I mean, all I could think of was the kid from Willy Wonka that falls into the oh chocolate. Oh, river. yeah. Galo- was there it Gloop there? Ugh. Yeah. So, and he shares my name. His name is Brett Kelly. Um, so yeah, he vomits uncontrollably. He's like a fountain of chocolate coming out of this kid's mouth. I love the behind the scenes. It's literally like a tube that they had on each side. So like yeah. if it were, depending on which side of his face they would have to yeah. film just to get that. And then sometimes they said they just melted a shit ton of chocolate and just put it in his mouth and just mm. had him just spit it out. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a delightful scene. If you don't like watching people throw up, it's not a delight. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not cool. I had a hard time watching it. It's I could, very you know, over the top. And, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's go. ridiculous. And of course, he dies on Mr. Wilkins' lap. And the very next shot is Mr. Wilkins dragging his dead body into the house. But right as he gets him into the house, and of course, you're seeing... Well, the funny thing is, is what this, what I love about this movie is the fact that you find out Mr. Wilkins is a child killer. Like, he's a serial killer. And most of the time when you see like somebody make the kill... 
you don't see the after like the prepping like you like you know you know if you're a fan of dexter you know dexter always killed his victims and sometimes you got to see him moving the body to his kill room or it just would cut to him in you know talking to the the guy in the kill room this movie shows charlie die and then watching mr wilkins drag you know and of course he's dead and this kid's not small He's no. dra- dragging him into the house. And of course, he's like getting like still chocolate is like spitting up on him. And he's like, oh, come oh, on, man. Yeah. He's covered in blood. And it's it's fantastic. And then, of course, the doorbell rings. So, yeah, so there's three kids that come to the door. You have uh, a girl dressed as an angel. You have a uh, one boy dressed as a pirate. Angel, what was the third kid dressed up as? I Braces. don't know. See, we couldn't figure yeah, it out. Either. I don't remember. So they All co- I could think of was the little kid from <laughs> Finding Nemo, but I'm like, that didn't come out then. <laughs> what? The, 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 denti- the dentist's niece. Oh, the dentist's niece. Um, Darla. Yeah, Darla. Darla. <laughs> so yeah. now maybe I can. Maybe I can. Maybe in the images, yeah. So they come to the door. They ask for the pumpkins and what's your fucking candy, old man? Mr. Wilkins is like, are you gonna smash them? They're like, no, they're for UNICEF. He's like, okay. I remember that, by the way. And of course, he gives them candy. And I love the fact that they all get candy, walk away, and then Sam walks up and he's just like, he doesn't even look at Sam. He's just like, did you get one? Take one. Take one. And then, like, gets back in the house. See? I just assume give the man what he alien. wants. Yep. Just an alien of some I mean, It looks like an alien. Yeah. That's, that's what she looks like. So, Mr. Wilkins is uh, he is having a hell of a time trying to bury this body. He drags it out to the backyard. He's already got a hole buried because there's already a kid or kids buried in this hole and he pushes him into the hole. But then this is when you get the whole back and forth between him and his son and he's yelling down to him and he's just like, dad, you help me carve a pumpkin. Yeah, you gotta help me with the eyes. Yeah. He's like, Belly, I'm busy. I'll be up there in a minute. And he's like, dude. He's like, he's like trying to. He's trying to whisper, but it's oh, that so loud. Yeah, he's whisper. like, Dad, let's do something later. He's like, I can't. I've got a date. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. And never get yeah. Then you hear yeah. a dog. Bar- you hear a dog barking. You look. There's like a dog like peeking underneath the fence, and uh, he like gets down into the hole, and he breaks off a finger from the body and like tosses it into the neighbor's yard who you find out is Mr. Krieg who comes out. That finger was very wiggly. Just saying. Oh, that was a fresh. There finger. was no, there was no bone in that finger. No, the way it was, it was wiggling this way. Okay. Well, you see in movies, they use things called prosthetic <laughs> limbs. Limbs with a B. That yeah. was, that was more like a gummy finger <laughs> saying. Works for me. It was cheap. Okay. This movie was not, they didn't get a lot of money for this movie. Actually, twelve million dollars was it's actually a pretty good budget. Decent amount, yeah. of, decent budget for a movie that didn't get a theatrical run. Uh, <laughs> so you meet Mister Krieg, who's the neighbor. He's the grumpy neighbor who comes out and he's a weezer. He's like he was <laughs> the entire time. He was a smoker for years. No, had to have been. Uh, he's had a rough life, and we'll get to yeah. why. So he comes out. And he's asking questions. He sees that Mister Wilkins. What are you doing down there? Bears and bodies, <laughs> and he's just like, no. He was not a smoker. I get. Never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll say in the 
Yes, please. In the end. And yeah, you get this whole thing. And then, of course, as he's in the hole, a body is not fully dead. It wakes up, it grabs onto Wilkins' leg. It's like trying to grab him. And he is. And this is the part. Like, we watched a kid die on the steps and watched his dead body get dragged through this house. But this was the part that was uncomfortable because this kid. This helpless kid who's in this hole is still alive, trying to survive. He's grabbing onto his killer's leg, you know, on his you know potential killer's leg, and trying to trying to get. And you just see him beating the shit out of this kid with a shovel to the point though where he picks it up and fucking stabs him with the shovel. And there's no screaming, so you know yeah. something had to have happened in this area with no screaming. I'm just gonna state this: like, I didn't, I, I didn't look into this too seriously. I just took this whole thing as this dude just has the worst fucking luck with shit tonight, and it's all comedy. Like, this did it to himself. I know. I'm just saying, uh. this whole section is just a comedy routine because he's like struggling to dra- drag this big kid in the house. He's getting shit all over, and people are leaving the fuck alone, trying to bury a body. Got the dog, his dumbass neighbor. The kid's yep. not one of them's not actually dead. So he's like, it was comedy. It was black comedy. Yeah, that was, was, was definitely great. that. No. Words that aren't coming to me right now. Zucchini. No. I, I thought it might help. <laughs> the, it's the dry humor that's supposed to be, you know, related to death. Yeah, black. It's black comedy. Well, dark comedy. Whatever. Dark comedy. Know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. So I have. Bef- I have that before Mr. Wilkins gets dark out of the humor. hole, though. Mr. Krieg goes back to the house and or he yells like happy Halloween and he's like screw you as he goes into the house but then when Mr. Wilkins yes when which is legit what Michael Doherty describes Mr. Krieg as makes sense so when Wilkins goes back into the house he looks over and he sees that Krieg is like knocking at his window like help me help me Wilkins and he just looks over and he's like screw you it walks into the house. And this is where I pointed out. I'm like, he just got tackled. Yeah, he got, he gets, fuck yeah. <laughs> See, that makes, I missed this scene. I must have been stood up or looked away or something. Maybe one of the time I got up. It it may have been. Yeah, I think you were just, I think you were looking at your phone at something. I know I, I got like, up a time or two. But I've been you pretty, had looked down and I was like. I was pretty decently invested. He got in tackled. Yeah. <laughs> he gets taken out. And he goes into his house, and of course, it's this whole thing where Wilkins is like, he's just so annoyed at Billy. He's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, help, Daddy, help me, Daddy, help me carve the pumpkin, Daddy, help me with the eyes, Daddy. Why couldn't? Please. Why is mommy not around anymore? <laughs> like, and I'm sitting here thinking, I like, want to know why mommy's not like exactly what happened. Oh, to he mommy. killed her, hundred percent, probably. That's what I said. I'm like, did he kill her too? Yeah. I'm like, dude. He's like. Why aren't you spending time with your kid? Like, clearly, the kid wants some interaction from dad Daddy that he's not me. getting. It's a little goblin of a child he has. Oh, he's not a goblin. He a wants goblin. some attention that he's not getting. I love this whole setup, though, where he goes through the house. He grabs the knife. He goes down to the basement really slowly. You see uh, Billy's down there at this, like, workbench. And he goes down there and, and he raises up the knife like he's going to kill Billy. And he comes down and he's just like, uh, and you see like blood kind of pour on the table. But then you see that he is, that Billy is still alive and they're going to carve up Charlie's head. Because I had made mention, he he said something like, the kid's not pointing out any of this is weird. 
Yeah, because when his dad's in the backyard, he's not trying to cover it up. Nope. He sees his dad playing his day what he's doing in the backyard. Yeah. He plants a tree, by the way, with where the hole yeah. was. But I said at this time, I was like, this is why the kid doesn't uh-huh. think anything is weird because dad's teaching him dad's, yeah. to you know, follow in his footsteps. Here's yeah. how you be a serial killer, son. Exactly. So I'm assuming oh go ahead. Oh no, go, go ahead. I'm assuming his dad was like that too. Because he refers to it as like, oh, that time my dad set me straight. Yeah. I'm going to teach you. How, I'm going to show you how to do this. Just like grandpa showed me. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. There you go. So those vague connections. This movie has a lot of them. So we are then back with those three kids that took the, the pumpkins from Mr. Wilkins, where they're kind of like the primary focus now. And they're going around collecting more pump, uh, jack-o'-lanterns. You see the three kids show up at the key party house. <laughs> Where they're there. This teacher is trying to get these kids in the house, get them drunk and have them do things. Not cool, lady. Not no. cool at all. But she oh, she's fucking like, you gone. want a drink? Yeah, you want a drink? And, and the one's like, yeah. sure. But then I love the, the pirate kid who peeks over and he's just like sees the you don't see anything, but you just see like this dude dressed up as a hot dog, just fucking humping something. <laughs> what I'm the fuck, a pig, man? Butt fucking a pig, like, man. Yeah, thanks. We're going to go now. Yes. They then meet up. He's like, well, he says the teacher's name. Yeah. And he's like, I'm pretty sure he is butt fucking a pig. I was like, well, he's not wrong. (laughs) We then meet Schrader, who is, uh, he seems a little older, but I guess he's the same age as these other kids. But he's got a cart full of pumpkins, but clearly it's not enough for Macy, bitch. We We get more references in this scene. Yeah. Hey, do you have any luck finding pumpkins? Like, yeah, somebody had a bunch of them in front of his house, but he knocked somebody kept knocking them all off in the ground. Some yeah, knocked so them off in the, was knocking off breaking jack o' lanterns. Yeah, referencing them or something. Charlie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they then meet up with Rhonda, who is a we're not going to say what word they actually call her, but they're going to work at a, a special a genius needs. savant or a yeah, or special needs. You know, a Some someone on the spectrum. Yep. And yeah, one of the kids says a not very nice word about her. Yeah. A couple of times. I'm pretty oh, sure. yeah. So they meet up with her. She has a lot of pumpkins. So I think that's kind of why they asked her to come along because they needed mm-hmm. eight pumpkins for the thing that they're going to do. So they go to an old rock quarry. And this is when you get the whole story about the um, the legend of the Halloween school bus massacre. And there were eight kids, special needs kids that were on this bus that the bus driver was paid off by the parents of the children to pretty much kill them, to drive this bus off this cliff into this rock quarry, kill the kids, this whole thing. This um, was the 50s, like we talked about, or at least seems like the 50s. Yes. You can tell by the costumes. Yeah. Yeah, and they were considered an embarrassment yes. because of either they're either non-legitimate children out of wedlock or, or because they have... Special, special yeah. needs, and the parents were kind of exhausted, exhausted with that. Apparently, yeah. but you know, which of that time, not that surprising. It's not surprising, but you just assume that these kids are all like close to teenage yeah. age. I see. I assume they're or, young, about the same age as these other kids, right? Or right around there, something like that. So, so you know that they've had to have this. 
stretch of time where they know how their kids are going to act. Yeah. So it's not anything new. So I read these kids were actually special needs kids. The ones playing these characters. Okay. I've... They feel even yeah. worse. But it doesn't actually happen I mean, to them. But it makes you feel really bad for the the boy that wants to go home. Oh yeah, but I, I'm glad they used actual special needs people for this. This is I think it's neat. I think it's all done really well. This whole yeah. this whole sequence. The fact that, you know, they get to the edge of the cliff and the bus driver gets up, and of course you don't know because the entire time they're driving, you don't know they're all chained up. Until he yep. walks down and each so, aisle and yeah. he checks the chain. And of course you have the, the kid dressed up as Dracula or a vampire, you know, depending on what you yep. want to yep. consider it. And they, um, yeah, they're pretty much going, he's pretty much going to essentially put a rock or something on the gas pedal, send the bus over the side while he's on the outside. And then kind of, I guess, consider it an accident or no one's ever going to find this bus. That he was using the candy kind of like Mr. Wilkins down. did yeah. to that something was in it that oh, they were going to okay. eat. I didn't think of that. Not, I just thought it was kind of just like to chill them out or not something. Not to poison them, but it had to have had something in it to keep them occupied. So it could have had sedatives a, or something in a it. sedative or something in it that would keep them. I didn't them. think about that. I just thought of what Parker said. That's a yeah. good hit. So, but everything goes bad when the the Dracula kid is able to get out of his restraints and he goes to the driver's seat and the whole time he's going, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home to the point where he drives the bus straight off the cliff. Yeah. And the next scene is the bus driver crawling out of the water. And then all you see is the masks floating up. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's just like, how could you do that to your kid? Yeah. So, yeah, this is when they you go back to the the kids and they're, you know, they have eight pumpkins for the eight kids and they're going to go down there and I guess try to, I guess, pay tribute to them or something like that. That was kind of the whole thing. Yeah. And so they go down this like really like rickety elevator and you get the whole thing where I've written a couple of those (laughs) Schrader, Macy and the other kid who was dressed up as the alien, I can't remember what her name was. They're sent down because they're like, only three can fit safely. <laughs> and the kid, yep. the pirate kid is like, okay, cool. He, he's, he's just kind of there for fodder. <laughs> we then, uh, before we get to the rest of that scene, we then jump back to a woman who is, she's having some sexy time in the alleyway with this cloaked figure who you actually see earlier uh, during the party s- shot with the the um, the the women there, the Anna Paquin and her gang there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because there's the time where she, uh, I think Anna Paquin's on the phone. Oh no, that's a little bit later. Never mind. So yes, this woman is, you know, making out with this dude, and he ends up biting her on the neck, causing her to bleed, and she's like covered in blood, and then she of course gets scared and runs away. And he chases after her to the point where she goes out to the middle of the party screaming for help and no one believes her because they all think it's, you know, it's Halloween. They all think it's just a joke. They're yeah. like, ah, yeah. look at this. Thing. She's, she's really taking it seriously. Oh, she's just drunk. And then he ends up killing her. Most of them are. Well, yeah. she she grabs onto the first two people we kill. We see the yes, movie that died. Emma, Emma and her husband. Dies. Yep. Yeah. 
And he pulls her away. He's like, oh, she's just drunk. Pulls yeah. her wife away yep. from the crazy lady. And he ends up crazy. killing her and setting her up next to the other drunkards to kind of play it yep. off like she's also drunk. And then he just walks away. Yep. So we go back to the quarry. Rhonda and Pirate Boy finally go down to the bottom of the quarry and they get out and it's really foggy down there. Doesn't make much mm-hmm. sense how it's not foggy above, but it's just foggy down below. Well, it's yep. close by the water, so I, but, I will point this out really during during this. I think it's it's I think it's during the elevator ride down. I believe it is. It's either getting onto the elevator when they're going down. You hear a wolf. Yes, you do. Right before they're about. Yep. To, yeah. So you're like, yep. oh, shit. OK. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie before, you're just like, oh, it's just a wolf. Uh, for somebody who has seen the movie many times, you're like, ah, that was that piece that you kind of like piece together like a puzzle yeah it's great connections there was a lot of puzzle pieces going connecting it from someone who's put puzzles together you find that one piece that you can't figure out where it goes and then you finally figure out where it goes and you're like oh okay yeah this was this movie the whole the whole time so they're going down the elevator and it cuts back to the the Halloween party. It shows Lori on the phone with her sister. The sister and her friends are already at this like wooded party going on, and she is still there. And she she sees the cloaked guy in the mm-hmm. in the in the crowd. And her sister is telling her like the fact like, oh, I found you somebody. He's great. And it's just a yeah. dude, a big dude dressed up as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's very, very nice. You mean he's ugly? He's <laughs> hideous. Listen, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> so funny because her sister has like this really hot guy. And it's like, well, apparently you didn't care about your sister, even though you're like, who's your favorite sister? It's like, she's probably your only sister. <laughs> then then you, get, you get, you know, you get one line in here I love is, is there after she gets off the phone. With her, or was it, is this the scene? Where after she gets off the phone with her, she's like, "Why are you worried about her so much? Just let her do her thing." I was like, "Well, mom, mom is you know she's the run of the litter. Mom always has to worry about me. Want me always look after her or something." It was around that around this time where she says that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Rhonda and Pirate Boy finally get to the bottom of the quarry, and they hear screaming from the others, and they're like, "Oh shit!" So they go around, and of course she gets separated from Pirate Boy. And Rhonda is like finding, she finds Macy's costume all ripped up. She finds Schrader's mask in the in the water. Um, and then she goes around. And she sees Pirate Boy is all torn up, and his intestines are spilling out of him. And you know she sees the zombie kids, and oh no! And she runs away, and then trips and hits her head, and she yep. wakes up to it all being a practical joke. But to the point where she is terrified. Period. Like she is just. Wants nothing to do with these kids. I don't blame her. But then something creepy really happens and the actual zombie kids come out and uh, come after them to the point where Rhonda gets on the elevator and just leaves their asses down there. Yeah. No regrets. (laughs) No, no. Because, I mean, they're, what is Schrader? He's like calling up to her. Yeah. Telling her to, you know, let him in. I'm like, dude, you're the boy that cried wolf. Yeah. Why should she believe you now? No. Yeah, Schrader was kind of that guy from. Um, I you, thought he was going to be different. Yeah. And he's not. I feel like he. 
they kind of played it off like he wanted to be. Like it was like Macy like really forced him to do it. It was kind of like uh, in Carrie, the guy who brings her to the prom. Yep. In a way, even though I feel like he was a little bit better than this guy. Uh, that's how I felt. I was like, yeah. gosh, he's going to be the good guy. And then he turns out to not be. And I was like, fuck you, dude. So she just leaves him. And yep. just, and she even waves at him, <laughs> which I thought was a great little touch. Just the fact that she's just like, bye. And then, of course, you don't see any of these kids get killed. You just hear screaming and you hear like disgusting noises of them being torn apart down there. Yep. And Rhonda, I love her. Our subtitles is like flesh tearing. And yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blood curdling scream. Yeah. She yep. comes out of the elevator with the pumpkin in her uh, wagon. And of course, you see Sam uh, walking towards it, the edge of the cliff, which is awesome. And they both look they at each look other. At each other. Yep. Yeah. They just walk and they don't see it. There's no, nothing is said. Nope. It's so nope. good. He's like, yep, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. Bye. Ah, oh, so good. So we then jump back to Lori, who is walking to the wooded party. She's walking down the dark path, just like the costume that she, the character of the costume that she is wearing, Little Red Riding Hood. She is walking to her grandmother's house. She's hearing noises. Oh, what's happening? And then she gets attacked by the cloaked man. And he bites her. And she screams. And you're like, oh shit. But then you jump to the party. And a fucking body just drops out of the sky. Yep. And you're like, oh, but you don't know who it is. It's it's her is cloak. It, is yes, because it yeah. yeah, it is it is her her cloak. So you're like, oh shit, did she get hurt? But the funny thing is, is you know it's not her because the sisters don't react in a way where they would think it's her. And see, I didn't get that until. So the sister goes over, uncovers it. And who is it? Mr. Wilkins. Because I love the way that shows, movies make people react. Like you think yeah. it's going to be you think the it's person. Think it's another. Yeah. You it's think it's going to be that person and it's not. And like everybody reacts to it possibly being her. And it's not. It's like, it's fantastic. So he's begging for them to help them or help him. And they're just like, ah, no, this is her first time. She needs, you know, this is, you're all hers. And of course, this is when we get to see Lori break out of her skin, if you know what I mean. And uh, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? So you find out that this whole thing is a like initiation type thing for werewolves. All these women are werewolves. Yep. And the way that they become werewolves is it's so, so crazy and yep. so well it's done. So good. They oh. instead of just turning like transforming into werewolves, the human skin is just like a costume, which is funny because this is a Halloween movie. Yeah. Yep. It's it they're, it's they're just ripping it off like it's like a shirt or pants and yep. so my initiation into werewolf movies was American Werewolf in Paris or oh London. please London. be London okay thank London you. sorry <laughs> London no and you know it's gonna be or Teen Wolf where you know it's gonna be painful and here they are like pulling it off like it's nothing yeah, like it's, like, it's yeah, just, just they've got just another costume on and I was like shit 
And it's not even that as simple as it just being another costume. You can see, like, when they pull it off, that it's not just, like, a costume they're wearing. Like, there's, it's moist and stuff under the skin. So they are, it's still them transforming. It's like yeah. they just rip the shit off. It's not, it's not painful, like... It doesn't appear to be, no. It doesn't appear to be as painful as that, where you're, like, hearing them scream no, in it. pain. I wonder if it's something you just get used to, like, the more you do it. Which it it could be because the one girl gets her sex analogy, you know, her back split open before she, you know, pulls her. You know what? Skin off. The way you said that just clicked for me. Not not just the main girl. What the fuck's her name? Of what? the of the group that we focused on, that was uh, little the Red. sister. That Lori. You know, yeah, Lori. Not her. Her but sister. There, yes, but there's a scene of, and it just made me think of this. Where one of the other werewolves goes behind the other one and puts like a slit down the back. Yeah. She's like, but, it just but maybe... it's not her. It's not like she's using a razor blade. She's using her nail. Using she's her already transformed. But, she's using her nail. But do you know what it made me think of? It just made me think of just help somebody unzip their dress. Yeah. Like, oh, let me get yeah. that off. Like, that's what I thought of. Like, like but or like Austin, like you said, like I was just like. Her, her sister and friends are so used to this. It's yeah. Her first time. Yep. Her first time doing it, but you see them, they're all like, This is another night for them. It's cool. But it, it's, it's weird and cool at the same time because I know what I'm was initiated to as opposed to this is their usual like once a month. It's their period. It could be. I don't think I don't know if it's <laughs> once a month, but you know. Full that's, that's, that's how, that's it how could be mean. an analogy for that. It could be. I don't know. That's how you're you're introduced to werewolves. It's a, it's a full moon thing. That's true. It could be their monthly. Well, and the fact that you you don't realize another thing is you never realize what's going on because this party when you see it, the only time it really shows much is when it shows the baby dude. But other than that, almost all the shots you never see the ground. Yep, and you never it's really see like, any male characters. It's always no, the just that, females. Yeah, just that the baby dude. That one time, the one guy comes up behind. Yep. her and starts kissing her on the neck. Tells him he's, not now. He says the yeah. wrong name, or she says the wrong name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I thought it was really good. That's She's really like, good cinematography. Whatever. Just never shows the ground until what you're about to get to. So, so a lot of things relate to this uh, one scene. the The whole transformation was kind of a nod to the Howling, which was the Joe Dante yeah. werewolf film from the early '80s. Uh, the effects artist who did all of the werewolf uh, effects was also the one who did all the lichen effects in the underworld movies. Mm. So it's all practical, isn't it? For the most part. Yes. There's like CG enhancements here and there. Okay. I like the underworld effects. I know a lot of people didn't. Those are movies I, I really thought- want to revisit because I remember watching the first one. I think that's the only one I've ever seen. And I actually enjoyed it. I think it's probably mostly because Kate Beckinsale is gorgeous. I remember your but, granny uh, watching it. She likes the Underworld movie. She really liked it. And I remember you making a negative comment while she was watching it. And I was like, <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. Mm, but I, don't remember. I was, you know, I wasn't as familiar with those types of movies. So watching her watch that and watching her get so excited at mm, certain That's awesome. His uh, granny was awesome. Oh yeah, she's great. She introduced me to a lot of old movies. It's good stuff. Oh I, I just I just love Keep going. 
certain certain memories of of her because mm-hmm. she was so much different than my grandmother. Yeah, we would we would go and get her cigarettes at least once a month for her. It was one of those she would always have a pack buyer. That and Diet Pepsi. And Diet Pepsi. Can you go get me a Diet Pepsi out of the fridge? Make sure you put another one in. Yeah. So it's cool the next time I need one. And it was it was just a constant. I always remember yelling out, hey, can you come down here and get me a pack of cigarettes or get me a Diet Pepsi? Like, we were upstairs. You know, she's older, so of course we went down and did it. But Liggett Gold. Ugh. It's all nasty. <laughs> anytime, we'd go out, anytime we'd go out to eat, my grandma would always get <laughs> Diet Coke with a lemon as her drink and then she'd always get a black coffee after she was done with her lunch or dinner every time she was a diet pepsi and slow gin lady who grandma yes i've never seen grandma drink before oh my gosh when we went to to um god you remember this i don't what's her face's um bar bar. joe uh judy's bar judy's bar it was a diet pepsi and slow gin it was i didn't even know that that was the night that i had first got plastered it was right after your grandfather's funeral Mm. they had to walk me to the car that's the first time i've ever i don't remember really had alcohol so it was his his i remember the thing after the funeral it was his aunt's uh bar that she owned yeah your granny your granny out drank me that doesn't surprise but she's been around a while at that point so it was it was one of the best nights like there are certain memories that I have of his granny that he does not remember, and it's just because me and her had certain things that we liked together. He yeah. was not a drinker. I wasn't really. I was more introduced to alcohol when I was with him. Kind of, sort of. Because it's because your side of the family drinks yeah. and mine does not. Ain't no shit in there. So there, there are certain things that I remember, and that that's one of the things. Drinking with your granny. Well, I never did. I need to go drink with my aunt. She's a, she can knock them back <laughs> at one point. I need to. But anyhow, I wanted to see the Howling. I've never seen those. Yes, yeah, so that's definitely something we're going to cover at some point. And we were given that movie. Howling. Yeah. Oh. Not. It was. We were um, given it to watch. We had to give it back because we never watched it. Oh. Because we had uh, we had friends that are like, hey, you need to watch this. It sat on our movie shelf because we both worked. I worked nights, he worked, or I worked, yeah, I worked nights, he worked days. We couldn't watch it. No, it didn't happen. I didn't and even... we just ended up like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't watch this, so we're going to give it back to you. <laughs> okay, we'll watch it. Eventually. Eventually. Another interesting fact about like this whole werewolf uh, part of the movie is the fact that the place that they meet is called Sheep's Meadow. Yeah. And the fact that you get the whole thing of a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty interesting. Pretty cool. And the whole part that we thought that um, Anna Paquin's character was a vampire. We couldn't figure it out. We're like, oh, there's vampires now. And, and I'm then, like, oh, yeah. she's in a vampire show. The year after this. Yeah. That's why I had to ask her. I was like, what the fuck did True Blood come out? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same the, character. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a True Blood fan. Yeah. So she is the only one who doesn't transform into a werewolf. She just has like yeah. the, the fangs and the eyes, of course. Yeah, which it I think happening. are I think which are I think are like the CG enhancements that they talk about. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, she kills Mr. Wilkins. Hey. He deserved it. Yeah. So we then go to my favorite part of this movie, which is Mr. Krieg and everything that happens in his house. So yes. Mr. Krieg, of course, we saw earlier in the Mr. Wilkins section of the movie where he is a, yeah, like Dan said, the Scrooge of Halloween. He is just not about it. Doesn't deal with trick-or-treaters. He actually scares the shit out of trick-or-treaters with his dog. Oh, <laughs> he puts God, the yeah. mask on with that the glowing so eyes and the, the skeleton costume. It's so good. So the and I, I love it how the kids run away, drop their candy, and he takes their candy, goes in the house, yep. sits down, tries tries one, and spits it out. That would be me. It's you get you fucking candy tax, you bastard. And he's flipping through the TV, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's Scooby Doo on Zombie Island." I do. I couldn't figure out what movie. What was the movie before that? Oh Did I know? no! Shit! Oh, there it was. Was, um, was it House, House on Haunted Hill? Yes, yes. Uh, I said, I was like, first, yes. Yes. yes, I was like, that's the original House of the Haunted Hill. And then the yeah. other one came up. I knew it was Scooby Doo, but I could I didn't know which yeah. one it was. I saw it, it was the where it was the one. werewolf one, the werewolf transformation scene from that movie. I was like, that's my fucking I love that movie. Zo- Scooby Doo on Zombie Island is the in my opinion, the and greatest Scooby Doo movie. But I've seen either. it. It's a good I'm movie. It's so good. It's so good. I'm not a Scooby Doo. Great effects, great voice acting, Frank Walker. Our boy Frank. I mean, always gonna talk about our boy Frank. So, Mr. Wilkins, he's chilling, trying to find something on TV, but he hears somebody. He hears a little kid laughing and running around outside the house. What's he watching on TV? The guy for the infomercial guy. You said who it was. I can't remember his name, but I know you're talking about. I've seen this infomercial so many times. It's the set it and forget it guy. That's like I was (sighs) like, I know this infomercial. I have watched it, and I was like, oh. Said it and forget she it. She brought it up. That infomercial I love it. is embedded in my brain because I swear to God, because I'd be up at like 11 midnight, you know, before school, you know, you'd be sitting up there yes. you know, like trying to fall asleep and you'd have the TV on in this fucking infomercial that that fucking rotisserie thing. That yes. you, could put, you could put a fucking seven pound sirloin in there and fucking, <laughs> fucking comes yes. out. Look how good it is. Because I'm like, set it and forget it. I know this because I had said it and oh. right when he was, right as he was putting those little fork things in the rotisserie, I'm like, that's the set it and forget it guy. Oh my God. It's perfect. So good. It was between him and, um, and what's his face. Says, but wait. There's more. Billy Mays? Yes, Billy yes. Mays. Oh R. my R. gosh. R.I.P. Oh. Yep. I was like, this is when you knew it was time to go to bed. Uh, yep. Right before the the um the infomercial with the the songs. Oh my god. I love oh, the TikToks of people doing that. <laughs> I'm like, yep. It's so time good. to go to bed. Oh, it's amazing. Because it was either the infomercials or MASH. God, the nineties were great. When MASH started playing, like, yeah, bye. I'd wake up. And you're like, what the fuck? George Lopez is on. I can't sleep now. Dude. Okay. Hey, we may have a date. We may have a tentative date. All right. The set it and forget it commercial. I got one that goes back to 1998. Okay. I mean. It can make sense. It's like at the end of like the VHS era. Yeah, like yeah. between like the late '90s, early 2000s. That's kind of what I remember. Like I think it was like early 2000s when I remember that commercial. 
Same. And there were so um, many infomercials at this time. Yeah. It wasn't just that one. There was so many other ones. Yeah. And it was always the live audience that they were like, <gasps> oh. How much you pay these fucking people off with? Like, how much money did you give them? Here, have some of this shitty product we're trying to push on people. Right. What like, shit did these. How. How much shit did these guys go through to earn the money that they did? And they earned a. They earned a lot. Yeah, they sure did. So, Mr. Will, or uh, sorry, Mr. Krieg is trying to figure out who this little bastard is running around his house or running outside his house. And he runs out his front door to scare him. And there's just jack-o'-lanterns everywhere. Yeah. And he's like, uh, okay. Yes. And he goes, and then he hears that somebody's inside the house. So he goes in there. He's investigating. He's looking around. He's yelling. He's like, you know, talking about how he's got a shotgun and all this stuff. And that's when you, he, he's at like the bottom of his stairs. He looks up and you see Sam up on the top and he like runs yep. by. And he's like, yep. <gasps> so he goes up the, up there to investigate. He goes in his room and you see like the, the sheet moving, but it just turns out to be like a mechanical little, like, you know, battery powered hand that people yeah. would have on Halloween. And then he turns around and gets it fucking deep right in the Achilles. Just oh, dude, it's a deep cut, dude. Wow, god damn, it's I clean. felt it. I felt that. it's a clean cut too. I felt that when it so shows bad. his leg, yeah. Ooh. And of dude, course, same with Ron Popeil. If you if you needed to okay. know the setup, forget again. That sounds that that he looks like a Ron Papil. Just he just looks like that kind of guy. Like uh, I could literally, I was literally quoting the infomercial because that was what I grew so up good. on. Said it and forget it. It's kind of dude you don't so, want to buy a car from because you no. probably can assume it's a piece of shit. <laughs> he was great. But, so, but yeah, like this this whole scene, I was like, shit, how deep did oh, he cut it's him? Deep. Oh, he got it so good, it's dude. Deep. I was like, this is, this is hostile memories when, where the dude gets yeah. his whole Achilles... When, <laughs> when something like this happens and you quiver, it's effective. Good job. So, yeah. of course, he looks at the bed. He kind of like crawls up and try to like peek over the bed, and then you see the hands coming up yes. on the other side, and because you don't see him, yeah. And uh, he gets, yeah. Sam gets up, and does he end up attacking him in the room, or does he just kind of run out? I can't remember. Did he not try and attack him again? Oh he, yes, he does. He he attacks him he, to the point he where peels Mr. The, yeah, he peels the candy bar that has the blade. Yeah. Who did it? And which is crazy. So this candy bar that he uses that has the blade, it wasn't one that was created by Sam. This is the candy bar that Sam got from Mr. Wilkins. Yes. Because oh, Mr. It Wilkins, is, it's, it's what's the candy bar called? It's the it's a it's their own brand. Heidi Ho. Uh, Heidi Ho. Like that. Ho, ho, it's either Holly Ho, because it says it on my shirt. It's right some H O L O I E. That one, Holly. Yeah, Holly Ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't think about that. Holy I didn't, shit! I didn't think yeah. about it again. Another thing you kind of pick up on as you go, you're like, "That's the candy bar he got from Mr. Wilkins," because Mr. Wilkins laced or put blades in all of his candy because he was out to kill kids. Because that was the only one he picked up. Yep. And so he uses it. He attacks 
Mr. Mr. Creek. He, like they wrestle in the hallway to the point where he falls down the stairs, which are covered in like glass shards and and razor like, blades, razor blades and stuff. And oh, the man where he picks up his hands, he's just got glass embedded in his palms. He's ah, and he's trying to pick up like oh, everything about this entire sequence is fucking awesome. Like it's just set up so well. The fact he's like trying to grab the shotgun with the fucking glass in his hands, he can't do it. He's like screaming. Yeah. Oh but man! But you know he had to have stepped on something hard, like yeah, like not Jolly Ranchers, but um, just he just sprinkle Legos on the fucking steps. Oh, he's the same. God, like, oh, oh God! What's a worse one, Razor Blades or Legos? <laughs> all I can At least with Razor Blades, they're flat on the ground. <laughs> like Ziklet, but not that. It had to be something like. Gobstoppers. Yeah, there's something really like hard. Oh man, I could go for a box of gobstoppers. That's one candy. Even if I was like, I'm never eating candy again. Somebody gave me a box of gobstoppers. <laughs> I'm fucking destroying that box. I fucking They're love good. gobstoppers. Gobstoppers and gobstoppers, Mike and Ike's, and Runts are three. Yeah, I was about to say Runts. Three yes. candies. No. I will fucking destroy anytime anyone gave it to me. And it has to be the OG Runts with the bananas. The bananas. The bananas. That's the only banana flavored stuff that I like. Uh-uh. I mean, to be honest, I, to be honest, I eat the banana ones. I have to mix it with the nope. other flavors, though. Got to kind of have. A I always there. threw it out, but mm. it's the lime ones that were not the lime they were green shaped apple. ones. Oh, it had to have been the. I don't the think. Small... Can you even get OG runs anymore? You can't. Yeah. You cannot. Sad. It's just like when they changed. It, they changed the lime skittle to a green apple, and then they changed it back fuck. because. No one wants green apple fucking Skittles. It's the same with no one wants green apple Jolly Ranchers. They're fucking disgusting. Sorry. I don't mind it, but they're not the best flavors. Watermelon. Don't get me wrong. I like green apple flavored things, but certain things are just gross. Listen, green apple caramel pops. I'm a grape guy. I like grape Jolly Ranchers or cherry. Okay. So I have, I have so many rants about green (laughs) apple Let's not make this a three-hour episode. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. So when they brought in the green apple Skittles, I was prepared for, you know, green apple, the green apple um, caramel lollipops. Yeah. It's that sour apple. Not, Mm -hmm. I don't need a green apple that actually tastes like apple. Fuck that. Like a red apple. Like, tastes like a red apple. uh, But it actually tastes like an but it actually tastes like an apple. No, I want the sour candy. Uh, sour I, okay, apple. Okay, so like I like the green apple sour Skittles. Yeah. But they that's taste different. It better. Yeah. That's or like different. Green apple uh uh laffy taffy. Good. I've had that. That's good. It's good. It tastes like more like sour apple. Yeah, or airhead. Where you're airhead. Exactly. Exactly. They're like taffy, more like green apple taffy of some sort. It's good. Green apple so hard candy? You, nah. Eh, no, it tastes like an actual like Granny Smith apple. And I, I love Granny I Smith apples, but I'd rather eat a Granny Smith apple Me too. than Me have too. that green apple candy. Yep. So my rant with that is the whole uh, witch's brew um, Alani this one. They have a witch's brew flavor um energy drink it literally tastes like an real sour apple granny smith apple covered in caramel 
was not prepared for that. I was prepared for more like the candy. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. I hate when anything t- says green apple. Yeah. Blah it's... blah blah. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't do that to me. Exactly. That's when I tasted it. I was like, well, I'm gonna drink it because I bought it. But. Mm. So once Mr. Wilkins, oh god damn, it did it again. Mr. Krieg, fucking Jesus Christ, whatever. Same guy, right? Somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, same yeah, so he gets attacked on the bottom of the stairs by Sam. And this is where you get the great scene where he's crawling on the ceiling. Trying yeah. To figure out where he is. He's trying to, and he's trying to call. Oh, no, that wasn't yet. But Sam falls on top of him. They wrestle. He ends up ripping his sack. Not not the, the one that's on not his that, head. The yeah, one that's on his head. And he dangly. sees what's underneath the sack and that is sam's actual head which is a pumpkin it's literally looks like a jack-o'-lantern and he ends up shooting sam i love the shot where he shoots him with the shotgun and he just flies across the room slides into the wall and of course he goes down to kind of investigate him and of course you see that like sam is made out of pumpkin bits yep it's so good it's great he goes up to him he looks at him and he shoots him a couple more times, like blasting off his hand and you just see pumpkin shit just flying everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. And then that's when he tries to call uh, the police, but the, the line gets cut. Yeah. And this is when you get the whole thing where it's like the, you know, the hand crawling back to the body and which is cool. This is actually the actor who played Sam. This was a little boy who played Sam. This is his actual hand. They just put a green, like a green sleeve on his arm. Yeah. And he did the motion to put Sam yeah, back together. Cause he's like tucking Absolutely. him on the leg. Yeah. I, I just think. love though. I love Sam's scream too. He like does this like high pitched screech. So like a fucking, he's like a creature. He's like a demon yeah. of some sort. And he puts himself back together and he goes after Krieg again. But Krieg is able to knock over a bowl that had that candy bar he tried earlier. And Sam stabs him in the chest and you think he kills him, but he ends up stabbing the candy bar and Sam looks at it, kind of nibbles on it. Craig's whole whole thing. He's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like he's like opens his one eye. He's like, is it okay? But the great thing is, is he stabs the candy bar and that stops him from killing him. But that's the thing. It's like, why do you th- like here? This is something I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to this question. But why do you think Sam stops attacking him after this? I know why. Like, actually, I think so. OK, but I'll tell you later. I think he just wanted candy. The dude just wants candy. Like, he's the trick. Like, he's supposed to keep you honest with you're supposed to give out candy. So you think that you're the reason not- that he. Kill, he was attacking him was the fact that he doesn't celebrate Halloween. They have. That's the same reason he attacked the lady at the beginning. I she think, turned her shit off early. But see, I think I think that's the reason because he writes all over Krieg's yes, walls. Which, which is what's all over this cup. It's like the, you know, it's yeah. the whole trick or treat. You know, smell my feet, feet, give me something, something good, good to eat. eat. Yep. So I, I, I just assumed that if it wasn't tasty, that he would have attacked him, but he mm-hmm. liked it. So, so he was like, it was okay. Fine. I like he puts back on the sack. It's still a little ripped by where the mouth is. And that's where he's yep. able to like yep. taste the, the treat. And he just well, walks out. He just, 
Yeah. I love how he yeah. opens the door with like his opens magic. The door. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. See ya. <laughs> well, and also He's we didn't we didn't we didn't mention we didn't mention earlier is before he goes to stab Cree, he pulls out the lollipop with the pumpkin on and then and he bites, bites it. it. Yeah. To yep. get that serrated edge on it. Yep. And that oh that. and that's what he stabs Krieg with is the is the yep. lollipop. Yep. Yep. Also Forgot to mention the fact that this is where you get the reverse shot of Krieg getting attacked because this is the one where he's knocking at the window calling for Wilkins. The yeah, Wilkins yeah, out, yeah. man. Then, of course, Sam is the one that's attacking him. Where early, you yeah. don't really know who it was. Yeah. So, yeah, Sam just walks out. I love it. I, and, I, and, the yeah. fa- and again, great choice to actually get a small child to play Sam because it's just adorable seeing him just mosey on out with his little footy pajamas. <laughs> Just, yeah, got my bye. candy, motherfucker. See ya. Yeah, I'm like but Sam. You're the best. The little, the little butt flap, and the. No. The great thing about Sam is like, since we all love Halloween so much, he could be our friend. He could just be our little friend. Like, I'll give you all the candy, yeah. Sam. Come on over. Yeah, give him all of it. It's like, hey, everybody, uh, today on today's podcast, go. we got Sam the Demon. What's up, Sam? He so, just stands there the whole time. <laughs> he's a he's a candy demon. One day I will like, I mean, own a life size Sam. I'm going to get a life size Sam to be once I get my studio done. Life size Sam will be in there at some point. <laughs> we'll be recording and don't randomly It'll fucking run away. Oh shit. Just keep a bowl of candy present at yes, all fucking times. All the time. <laughs> we'll just randomly oh, see Lord. him go. Yeah. Just, just licking his lollipop. <laughs> Jesus. So we then like, um Parker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna check behind you. Uh, so it's the same night. Krieg is all bandaged up. He gets uh, some trick-or-treaters. And, of course, he gives out candy. And if you notice real close, this is something I didn't realize, but these kids that are... Uh, these first kids that went to the to Krieg's house are the kids that are later in the hole in Wilkins' house. These are oh. the kids that get killed by Wilkins and are in the hole before Charlie dies. Didn't... Wait a minute, how that wouldn't work though. No, it doesn't. Because does. Wilkins how does it work? It does. Because Wilkins sees him gets tackled after he kills Charlie. Oh, that's true. I'm it wouldn't be those same kids. They one of them has a similar clown costume, but it's it's there's no way it's the same kids because that wouldn't make sense in the timeline. I just assume because when he's yelling at him through the window for that Wilkins was before, to help him get before tackled, that's before. Right. You're right. No, that yeah. that makes way more sense. Okay, scratch that. Scratch what I just said. Um I bet you see those kids walking around somewhere in the background somewhere in this fucking movie. Yeah. But where they later go to Wilkins house, like that's who they go to next and end up getting killed by him. I don't know. But of course he goes back in the house. I love how one of the kids is like, Oh, Mr. Krieg, I love your mummy costume. Oh yeah. I love oh, you see the candy he gives him. He gives him the worst fucking candy possible. Yeah, it's it's mints, which I don't care. It's mints. It's the little starlight mints and fucking butterscotch candy. Who the well, shit that's wants because that? that's all people have in their house, and it's, he's that's also true. ready for trick or treating. And he's pulling them out of his arm. <laughs> he's pulling them out of his, like, his fucking sling. <laughs> so, yeah, then that's uh, all he can carry. He can't carry chocolate and melt. Mister Cree goes back in the house, and he, of course, is like feels like he's done for the night but then the doorbell rings again he answers the door and who is it oh but actually before this he sees sam by the tree yeah. you see sam yeah, again yeah. Kind of, they kind of have like a mutual like what's up and, and you hey. see sam watching yes the you see character. emma and her husband across yeah. the street and he this is when you actually see sam himself react to 
what she does and he runs across the street. Yeah. But yeah, the next time the doorbell rings, he answers and it's the zombie bus kids and you find out that he was the bus driver of yeah he was the bus driver who killed those kids and uh but you see that a little early bit earlier he burns a picture of him with all those kids in the bus so he was throwing a couple pictures in there i know why now that we've established this because this is well this is the part well i know i mean this is the end he gets attacked and killed by the kids in comic book form yeah the kids well the one the one dracula kid says trick-or-treat yes But I know why he doesn't. I, I think I know why he doesn't let him die. I think it could be passive, and I think it could not be because I think this fits in the timeline. Because we've talked about in this movie, the timeline kind of jumps around a little bit, and it seems like everything we watch in the movie, the people dying in the beginning, is actually the end of the movie. It's the latest point in the movie. Yeah, because you actually see the zombie bus kids in the beginning of the movie, they're the kids that are walking away from Mr. Krieg's house. When you see, you meet the first two characters because of the fact that you see Sam meet those first two characters. Yeah. You see them walking off his porch. So it's there is. So if this is, this is, this is why I think you remember when he knocks on the door, when somebody knocks on the door and he goes to check it and there's nobody there, but there's jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. Sam got the jack-o'-lanterns from the pit, put the jack-o'-lanterns on his front porch. Uh Oh, there we go. I'm assuming to lure the kids to his house so they could yeah. get revenge for what happened. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just like one big dude. Uh, the dude wrote the shit out of this movie. Yeah. What's his? What's the name of the direct the director that does the movies from Tarantino? Yes, it's yes. a Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino's the shit it's out of it. It's a Tarantino yeah. Tarantino horror film. Horror yeah. film. Yeah. That's why I think Sam yeah. let him live, but I also think it's part of the candy thing. Because that's why he didn't do anything to Mr. Whatever's name, Wilkins or what the fuck his name is, because he got candy. Yeah. He yep. didn't need to get involved in that. He got his candy. He's out. Even yeah. though it was laced and he ended up using it for something later. Yep. And it's not going to kill him anyway. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the thing is I think, you know, if you're a first time viewer, there's, like I said, this is a movie you have to watch. I, it, for one, this movie is well worth the multiple watches. I'd agree. Okay. And yeah, and, and the fact that it's an anthology movie that really connects in a lot of ways, you're going to get something new every time you watch it. And it's very short. Oh, yeah. So it's like watching an episode of a TV show. If you think about it, a little extra, yeah. you know, a little extra long episode. But uh, but yeah, that is that is trick or treat. All right. Well, let's talk about our thoughts on trick or treat. We're going to start with Angela. This she did. Bad idea. She, she did share her initial uh, thoughts on the movie in the beginning, since she is the one who picked this movie. But let's uh, let's it, it, since it was your first time, what did you think of it? So I I talked to Parker before we even started recording. You weren't in there, don't so don't give me that look. Um, I said like there's a certain point in the movie where you know they turned into werewolves. I was like, I feel like I'm watching a porno, <laughs> but. That doesn't take away from the movie. Like, I, this was so good. Like, I want to watch it again. Like, I know we can't watch it with the kids, but I want to watch it again. Like, coming from... Yeah, there's there's certain movies that I've picked out, and I was like, what the hell was I thinking? This was not one of those. It was... It was 
So good. Like, I can't wait to watch it again. So good. All right, damn. Uh, <laughs> well, of course, I didn't know what to think, but based on his previous films, or the films we have talked about before, King of the Monsters and Krampus, I assumed this was probably going to be good. And that's based on community reaction. Uh, Parker, that this was going to be good. And in fact, it was good. It was a very good movie, and I can see why this is a traditional film for people, because it really it really feels like, uh, even though it's not done in the same way, and the timeline's kind of like the first season of The Witcher, um, with no clear clear states yes. of like where shit takes place, but you're just supposed to figure it out. But it's not like annoying you know, or anything like that. Right, it's just like, right, you right. kind of got to figure it out yourself. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hold your hand. But that's not a, a bad, it's not a knock against her. I'm, I'm glad it's the way it is. But I'm glad it's a different kind of anthology show. Like, I love Creepshow. Like, I absolutely adore that movie, and I can't wait till we talk about it. But it is good. It's like you said, the actors were great. Nobody, like, really big, but faces you've seen before in films, and the effects were cool, and the, even though, like, the kills weren't super violent, or it wasn't, like, crazy violent over the top, it, uh... It was just, it, they were well done. They were well executed. There's a lot of, like you said, little connections. Shit we probably missed. There's probably people listening to this. Like, no, you forgot about this and this. And oh, yeah. And this yeah, please, here, please know. let us know in the comments or DM us and let us know anything we missed because there probably was quite a bit that we probably didn't pick up on. Yeah. And we'll talk about it next week. Absolutely. Oh, we forget this. Yeah. Dor- Doherty, like I said, wrote the shit out of this movie and he had a brilliant fucking job of a, way more than a movie, a no offense of this, you just, ah, it's just an anthology movie, let's watch this. It's so well connected with itself. It's it's brilliant. And it's, I'm glad uh, we got to watch it. And it's cool that Brian Cox was in it. I'm really upset nobody said shenanigans at all in this movie. <laughs> and then nobody would have got pistol whipped for it. Oh, but man. An underappreciated role from Michael Cox. Or Michael Cox, Brian Cox. Sarah's all good. But yeah, they're all fun. It, things go different directions you don't expect and it's just it's just it's a really good time if you have not seen it i definitely recommend just giving it a shot for sure yeah yeah this is a halloween staple it's one of my favorite halloween movies of all time it's one of my favorite anthology films it's so well paced so well made i love the fact that it's not your typical anthology where it's individual stories you have individual stories but they all kind of link together in some shape or form and it's fantastic i think sam is one of the great like one of the greatest like halloween like figures i love i love that he has like turned into this like mascot for the for the holiday now like he's just like he's everywhere like like i said you go to a you go to a spear halloween and like half the store is sam from trick-or-treat like it's it's insane that this movie that didn't even get a theatrical release until last year, 15 years after it was initially released on DVD, got its first showing in theaters. And the fact is, is it just crazy how big this movie is. I've seen this movie. I think the first time I saw this was probably a year after it came out on DVD, which was like 2010. It was around when I graduated high school. And... I watch this every year, multiple times a year, and it's always a Halloween must. I have to watch this movie every single Halloween. It's it's so good. I'll probably watch it again, you know, before Halloween this year. Like it's just for one, it's it's beautifully paced, beautifully like the the runtime is nice and short. You can get this like it, it was funny because the movie ended. And my wife went, "It's over already." 
I was like, yes. Yeah. And what like was the wife's verdict, actually. She didn't watch a lot of it. She was oh. busy. We we went away for the weekend, so she, she was mm. busy kind of prepping for that. I like it was like Friday. I was like, I gotta watch this movie because I won't have time if I don't watch it any other time. So maybe she can catch the next viewing. Oh yeah, you I will to, be watched many times. You need to bring her on. We need her input on all we the episodes. Yeah, that might never happen, but maybe we'll she see. She can just give you like okay. a little like a little cue card, like a. Do you oh, want? To, I'll start doing that. I'll be yeah. like, it'll be like, here's the segment called "Note from Wife," and it's just her thoughts yes, on, a, yes. on, on like a yes. index card. Yeah, index card. Just like fill out your opinion, or even yes. you tell me what you yeah, thought, or, or even you making little notes about what was said, or done. or I can like, or I can just record yes or no. Be like, hey, what did you think of the movie? Please. And then I can insert it into the episode. Please, yeah, I need it. <laughs> Coming from the only female on the show, I need it. Uh, we need to look for maybe we should bring in another female host. We can have four people on the show so we can have no, I'm quitting. Two men to a... <laughs> That'll be a little weird. No, oh, I, no, I I just I just need your wife to guest on oh, one time. I'll try. I'll I'll try again. It's probably one time. not gonna work, but I'll try my best. You, tell her, you tell her that I I requested maybe she'll just one time. One time. But yeah, final verdict. I love this movie. And you should love it, too, because it's fantastic. Yes. All right. Well, now it is time to go onto Twitter, Instagram, threads, whatever, and pull up all of the wonderful comments that you all left us. And boy, we got a lot. We got a lot of engagement from our response or from our post over on Twitter slash X, where we asked what your thoughts were on this wonderful movie. And we got quite a few. So our first one is from the Quad Pro Quo podcast or from Allie from Quad Pro Quo. She's been on the show before. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she guested with uh, with Tammy uh, yes. when we talked about Ready or Not. It's a great, great episode. You should go check oh, that yeah. out. That was good stuff. And she states she's never seen it. And I just said, do it now. Yeah, true. Do it now. Do it Stop now. what you're doing and do it. That's pretty much what I'm going to say. Do it right now. Our next one is from the Real Feels podcast or at Real Feels pod on Twitter, who says, hands down, one of the best horror anthologies. This is required watching every Halloween. Such fun stories, great effects and killer cast. Everyone should watch this. It's like I just said that. That's wild. Crazy stuff. Our next one is from our good friend Wyatt from Cinema Trips Reviews, who said, oh, hell yeah. One of my all time faves. Don't forget to help me with the eyes. Yep. We have... The Let's Talk Horror channel, who uh, the host of uh, the Let's Talk Horror channel, shares a name with yours truly, which is pretty crazy. Not just the first name, but the whole name. <laughs> what? He is my brother from across the pond. He, great podcast. Go check out the Let's Talk Horror channel. He said, this has been on my Halloween season watch list since it's released. Can you believe this film is now 16 years old? It's mental. It's a proper Halloween movie, and I love it. We love it too. Older than our oldest. That's mm -hmm. crazy. It's crazy. Our next one is from Half Price Horror at Half Horror, who said, I like it a lot less than most people. I respect the things it's doing with story structure, and it's definitely clever, but it starts with the nagging wife who won't put out on Halloween night deserves to die, and that's a huge note for me. So I'm going to respectfully disagree with this comment because yes. that's not why she dies. Yes, you get the whole thing that she hates she hates Halloween and I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, she doesn't tell him no, or she doesn't tell him. Yes. It's kind of just like, go watch the movie. So the reason that she dies 
is because she puts she blows out the pumpkin and she states she hates Halloween. Yep. And Sam is not about that. It's not about the sex. I don't think this has to do with sex at all. No, with the, so like her dying in the in the sex, I don't think go one and you know go one and one at all. It's it's all she dies because of everything she states about Halloween and the fact she blows out the pumpkin. Yep, you fucked it. You pooched it. And her husband so, told her, "Don't do it, dude." I recommend you watch the movie again. If you still feel the same way, hey, that's cool. Respect I'm gonna respectfully that, disagree with your comment, but I appreciate you commenting. We always appreciate it. Thank you so much. And make sure to check out Half Price Horror. It's a fantastic podcast. Our next one is from our friend Stuart over at Stew World Order who said, or at SWO Productions said, fantastic, one of my favorite Halloween-centric films and one of my favorite anthology films. Our next one is from at Alpha Mike underscore 87 who said, I like it. All right. That's fair. There we go. Our next one is from at Movies Days or Movies for Days who said, outstanding, possibly my favorite Halloween anthology film in existence. Great performances, perfect tone, tight script, wicked design, and one memorable moment after another. The different tales are also woven together in a pleasantly accomplished nonlinear fashion, which I just like. Wow. The fact I got through that whole comment without fucking up, I'm proud of myself. Good make stuff. sure to check out Movies for Days. Great podcast. There's a lot of great podcasts in here. I'll make sure to shout them out one more time before we uh, step away here. Our next one is from at, oh boy, I got to, I got to, at Leighton Confused. Who says it's worked its way into my Halloween movie watches? Pretty good spooky anthology. The next one is from at Gray's Taproom Pod, who sa- just has a goat emoji. Okay, I agree. He either likes goats or he's implying the film is a goat. Yes, one of the two. Our next one is from at Metro a- uh, MA West or Mass West, I'm guessing, who says such a great movie. Yes. And our last one is from at JB Arnold Esquire ESQ. We said, good movie. I love the way all of the stories connect to each other. We do, too. And just, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who engaged with the the posts. This is one of, like, our highest engagements on yeah. any of our posts for this show. So yeah. thank you so much. Um, we did get one over on Instagram from uh, Fire Fenrears, who says, fucking love this movie. Dylan Baker as the creepy dad are my favorite parts. Good show. Keep it up. Thank you very much. You. We appreciate you very much. All right. I'm going to hop over to threads real quick because I'm not sure if we got anything over there, but I didn't. let's I seen that. So that is it for comments on this movie. Absolutely. We appreciate everybody who left us a comment. We do. Uh, let me shout out the podcast one more time. The ones that I can, I remember our podcast. We have the quad pro co podcast. Make sure to check them out. They're at quad pro quo pod over on Twitter slash X. The Real Feels Podcast. We have Cinema Trip Reviews, the Let's Talk Horror Channel, Half Price Horror, Stew World Order, Movies for Days, the Gray's Tap Room Podcast. And I think that was it for podcasts that commented. So thank you and make sure to check out all those amazing podcasts. Please do. That is it for Trick or Treat. So let's talk a little bit about what we're going to be talking about next week because next week is. Friday the 13th. Oh, no. Now, the last time we talked about a Friday the 13th movie, we talked about the 2009 remake. Well, this this time, we're talking about a movie that is celebrating its 20th anniversary. A movie I remember so vividly walking into FYE as a young 12-year-old boy 
and going, I'd like to buy this movie, please. And they're like, is your mom here? And I said, yeah, she's right there. Mom, can you come over here? I got to buy this movie. Yeah, she's please. like, okay. I'm not old enough to watch. Absolutely, sweetie. And to this day, I still have that good old DVD I bought from FYE. This next week, we were talking about 2003's Freddy versus Jason. It's going to be a time. It's going to be a time because I have not seen this movie in quite a while. Same. And, um, but yeah, this is my original DVD. And this thing is loaded with special features. This is that fucking beast of a special edition. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk about it because it's got Jason. That's why we're talking about it on Friday the 13th. But also, it's it's the 20th anniversary, so you gotta we gotta celebrate some more anniversaries before the end of the year. It's not my 20th anniversary, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm a little bit older than that. So yeah, so next week we were talking about Freddy versus Jason, and uh, yeah, we got a lot of other great podcasts coming up for the month of October. It is full of just fantastic films and to start off with trick or treat a movie that I've kind of been wanting to talk about since I started the show. And there has been a couple, uh, spooktober seasons that I, I feel like, do I want to do trick or treat now? Do I want to do trick or treat now? And then I just come up with different, you know, different things would pop in my head. And I was like, nah, we're doing trick or treat. And Angela's like, I want to do trick or treat. And I went, well, then you're going to do trick or treat. So we did trick or treat. Yeah. You take the bullet. Yes. Parker was nice. I said you took that bullet. It's not a bad bullet. It's you just took it. No, it was an exciting bullet. I wanted I wanted that bullet to be taken. It's like sure let's being say being shot by a bullet is not a good thing. Let's but, just say you know you apply to all the ru- rules of mythos. You're a werewolf, but you just get shot by a regular brass bullet or a lead so bullet, we're... and you're fine. Silver? So no, lead. So you take the bullet, but nothing happens okay. to you. You're fine. That's what yeah. we're trying to say. It's it's a good bullet to take. And just, just, just wait. Next week, I'm wearing my birthday crown. Please do. Yes. This next week is Angela's birthday, so we'll be celebrating Angela's birthday and talking about Freddy versus Jason, which is just two amazing things. So awesome. Yes. Before we go, I want to remind everybody we do have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/dissectthatfilm. Where we have two tiers, we have a one dollar tier that lets you that gives you f- early access to our episodes that are coming out that week. So usually our episodes come out on Fridays, and you get them a little bit earlier. I'm not going to say which day because sometimes they could be different days because I have a lot going on in life, and sometimes I can't get episodes out every single Monday. So there you go. That's the usual day I try to get them out on. But uh, also, we have a $5 tier where you get extra shows. You get bonus, exclusive Patreon shows. We have two exclusive shows right now. We have one called The Monster Zone, which is hosted by the our, my, you know my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela, where we talk about, we spin a wheel every month. We talk about whatever movies they land on, and they're always a great time. And uh, we just, I don't know what, what's happening for October, because as we say, we record these a little early, so we're still in September while we're recording this. Yeah. So uh, our September episodes were the beginning or beginning of the end and beasts are beast from 20,000 fathoms. So make sure right. if you want to listen or be a part of those great shows, uh, go over to patreon.com slash dissect that film and subscribe at the Mark Wahlberg book club tier, our $5 tier. And uh, you get a lot of extra goodies. It's, it's a, uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, creating this extra content uh, for Patreon and, you know, as as we've stated before, we're going to be, you know, at some point kind of randomly throughout 
you know, maybe the year just kind of putting some of the Patreon exclusive episodes out to the public so that everybody can enjoy it once in a while. But uh, yeah, that's our Patreon. That's down in the description in our link tree, wherever you want to go. We have a merch store. I never I never talk about the merch store because we don't really have a lot there, but we do have shirts that have our logo on it. So if you want to get a shirt, a sweatshirt, uh, a magnet, a, a phone case, uh, we're going to I'm trying to look into some new stuff. We got some other designs that we're going to be working on. We're going to be trying to figure some other stuff out. But yeah, we do have a merch store. It's on T public. The link is in our link tree. So make sure to go over to there and make sure to follow us on all the social medias. We're on X slash Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on threads at dissect that film and make sure to rate and review us on any of the podcast services you listen to us on. So if you're on Spotify, make sure to leave us five stars. If you're on Apple podcasts, good pods or any other podcast service that you can rate and review the show, make sure to do that. If you like the show, give us five stars, leave us a little like, Hey, I really love what you guys are doing. Anything it makes it warms our heart, and we love to read them out on the show. And you know, thank you. So yeah, appreciate, appreciate you very it. much. And uh, we're getting closer to 20, 20 ratings on on Spotify. So let's get to let's get yeah. we're like we're this close, guys. We're this close, and we're one away from fifteen on on Apple Podcasts. And there's a oh. lot of people listening to us on Apple Podcasts. So we appreciate you very much. So all you got to do, yes. it's free. Doesn't cost you anything. And oh, lastly, cold heart. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, if you're watching us on YouTube. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We love we get comments on every single episode, and I love reading them. It's it's always great to see mo- you know we we get multiple views on on what they think of the episodes. Some good, some bad, and you know I like reading them all. I like getting you know I like when people critique us and tell us certain things, and I love when people praise us because who doesn't love praise? Well, yeah, make sure to subscribe over there. Even if you don't watch us on YouTube, just go over to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash at dissect that film and. Hit that subscribe button. It's free. You never have to watch it. Just just, just hit the subscribe button. You could just leave yeah. us a like there too or whatever. But that's it. That's all of our plugs. All of Angela and Dan's links are down in the description. All of my extra links are down in the description. Nothing interesting for me at least. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it, guys. This is went way longer than I thought it was, but guess what? That's what this show's all about, going way longer than we thought. So, Wish I could you, do that in bed. Whoa! Okay. Over expectations. Do you guys have anything else you want to add before we get the hell out of no. here? Just ignore right, what you just said. So remember, this Halloween, you got to follow the rules or your boy Sam's going to come after you. What are those rules one more time? Always check your candy. Always uh, check your they're candy. They're back there somewhere. Yes. Uh, wear a costume. Wear a costume. Which these get two out don't treats. do. Do not put out your jack-o'-lantern. Always check your candy like you talked about. And always check your candy. And no butt fuckery is a hot dog. Yep. Nope. There we go, guys. A butt fucking a pig. Yep. But until next time, everybody, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming, and we are Dissect That Film. And this has been the Dissect That Film podcast episode 126. Until next time, everybody, stay spooky. Bye.